Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mindful Metal Jacket. And this is the ninth and hopefully final take of this introduction. I should really, I should start a Patreon where I release the bad outtake beginnings of this podcast because it's really something. It's like the scene in Swingers where Mike tries to call that girl over and over again. One of the funniest scenes in any movie ever. Hey, speaking of movies, if you haven't already, go check out Joe and Ron on Talk Movies on my YouTube. Go visit my YouTube page and subscribe. And also, if you're not already doing it, you can watch uh, this podcast on the Laugh Buttons YouTube. Go subscribe to that as well. Go over to YouTube, subscribe to Joe List, subscribe to the Laugh Button. And um, thank you for listening. I jump right into some business right away. Appreciate you guys listening. If you are listening, if you're not listening, you're not hearing this. It's like magic. It's like a magic trick, really. I've talked about this before here, but it's so fascinating that I'm sitting here in my living room talking into a microphone. And then in two days, many people, relatively many, will be hearing the sound of my voice. Magical. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the podcast. That really helps. Leave a five-star review. Write something nice. It helps with the algorithm. Maybe tweet it out. Uh, post it on Facebook, Instagram. Spread the word because it's a it's a very small podcast, but I'd like it to grow because um, I think there's some good stuff in here. I think there's some really um, interesting, helpful stuff, and I appreciate everyone that has listened and reached out and said how much it's... Um, They've benefited from the podcast. I benefit from it. I enjoy the conversations. And um, today's no different. Brendan Sagalow is on for a second time. You might be thinking, Brendan Sagalow again? Wasn't he on before? Well, that was almost a year ago. And uh, Brendan has a new album out called Not Now More Than Ever. And uh, it comes out tomorrow, Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, Friday the 22nd, I think it is. Go get it wherever you listen to albums. Stream it, download it, play it. Uh, Brendan is absolutely hilarious, as you'll hear. This is a really fun episode. We did a lot of uh, ball busting, a lot of laughs, but also some really, um, I think, good, interesting conversation. Uh, Brendan is 39 days sober at the time of recording this. Um, I am in my ninth year of sobriety, so we talked a lot about that. There's a lot of me encouraging him to get group help, so we talk about that a lot, but we also talk about um, therapy and insecurity and, and all those good things. It's a really, really good conversation. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and um, I would love it if you went and got his album and listened to it. And uh, I hope you're doing well. Hope springs eternal, am I right? Um I never want to get political on this show because I don't want to alienate people. I, though, trigger warning towards the end, I do um, suddenly and angrily give some feelings towards the uh, assault on democracy at the Capitol. So uh, be warned if you're a supporter of um, people killing cops and uh, smashing in the doors at federal buildings and trying to... Uh, reverse an election, well, you may not uh, enjoy that part of this. Um, but if you're, you know, a regular person, not such an extremist, you won't probably have a problem. But anyways, my point is, I don't want to get political, but 
it's the first full day of a new administration, and um, however you voted or whatever you think, maybe uh, maybe maybe it'll be a nice turnaround. Keep an open mind if you didn't uh, vote for this gentleman, Biden. But um, I, for one, am excited to have a leader who is at least somewhat concerned with um, this uh, pandemic that's now killed over 400,000 people. So I hope that uh, things will get a little bit better. I am ready for uh, normal life again. So um, I have hope. Not a ton of hope, but some hope. Hope is important, I think. And uh, I'm trying to be uh, in the solution as much as I can be, taking care of my myself and those ones around me. And I'm trying to be as compassionate as I can be to everybody, as I hope all of us are, people that... Um, disagree again again there's a difference for me of um, policy disagreements and the feeling of uh, smashing in a federal building and taking over and uh, hanging the vice president as much as I don't enjoy the vice president the former vice president I should say well now I'm just rambling I'm off and la la land here but anyways the point is I have some hope. I hope you do too. I am uh, trying to see things from all sides and be compassionate of all people, as I hope you are. And um, I appreciate you listening is, is the point I'm trying to make here. And I apologize for rambling. Let's get to the show, shall we? Here's a conversation with my friend Brendan Sagal. A little more business. Um, I have a show next Wednesday, Royersford, Pennsylvania, January 27th. And then I'll be at Key West Comedy, February 11th through the 13th, if you want to come out to those. Um, you're welcome to. I'd love to see you there. I'm nervous about them, but I think it'll be fun. Oh, Key West, anyways. Whew, I'm going to have to do a tenth take of this. My God, I'm crumbling, folks. Anyways, let's get a nice quote about hope, life, love from my boy, Henry David Thoreau. You know how much I love him. If we will be quiet and ready enough, we shall find compensation in every disappointment. Hmm? Try that on some precise, folks. Oy vey. Well, this intro is giving me anxiety. I thank you for listening. I'm grateful. And uh, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. Shawshank, enjoy this conversation with the always hilarious and wonderful and delightful and now sober Brendan Segalo. Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars 
and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. No, we're in. This is it. We don't need to say we're recording. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, yeah, I don't. I'm still wet. I got a wet beard because I just got out of the shower. Oh, okay. I was fucking you trying to turn me on here. Yeah, I was just rubbing one out. Hey, is that a new place? No, I just cleaned it up because we, we're stuck in it. You know what I mean? I do. Um, all right. Why do you look like Greg the Hammer Valentine? <laughs> Man, no, not, I was, not, not, not I was only 10 years older. I'd get that reference. <laughs> who is, no, it's not Greg the Valentine. It's the other guy, Ronnie Garvin, I think. <laughs> I don't even know who that is either. No. That's, so, that's so funny. You ever hear like a reference? And I don't understand who you're talking about, but the way you said it made me laugh either that's way. How, so like the rhythm of it made me laugh. That's how I always got. I'm such an unattractive human being. I think you're a, you're a good looking guy. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, you just got out of the shower. Give yourself a little bit of credit. You got to, you know, your hair has to form itself within yeah. the day. I got to swoop it up a little bit. But um, no, I, Nick DiPaolo was a guy that was always like, I worked with DiPaolo for years and he would say, he would have references that I had no idea what he was talking about, but he just says it in a way that I'm like on the floor laughing. It's so funny, man. It's like, it doesn't even matter what they're saying. Should I turn this uh, ring light on? How's that look? It looks no exactly the same. Yeah, no it looks like in Back to the Future 2 when Doc takes his mask off and he's like, I was afraid you wouldn't recognize me. And he looks identical. Great joke. That's great. That's great. And I get that. Yeah. But Did yeah, you watch I, Back to the Future? Are you a Back to the Future guy? I love Back to the Future. And when the pandemic started, I rewatched all of them. Yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Great. So I got to ask, you have bright orange it looks like hair yellow. yellow yeah i bleached and then it you have fingernails are painted also well these have a these have a i mean let's i'm not going to kid myself here i want to be completely transparent and present and and me and myself it is all for how how cool i think i look aesthetically but the nails do have a there is a reason i bite my nails like crazy cuz of the horrible anxiety that i i'm always feeling so I went to the, um, the 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 nail place right down the street from me, and I go. I just walk in. and I go. Can you fix these? Can you make this look good? Because I'm incredibly insecure about it, and I've had multiple women, like, I they'll women won't call you fat or anything, but they'll they will call out your nails. It's it's really it really hurts my feelings. People go, oh, your nails are horrible. You bite them down. Like, look how small that is. Ah. I know it's gross. Don't do that. So, <laughs> so yucky. I, all right. Well, but you're I, showing me something to say it's gross. So you can't when I say, yeah, that is gross. I mean, what what am I supposed to do? That's true. All I can do is react to your reaction. I right? love this because it sounds like uh, it sounds like you've been like really meditating, getting into some spiritual shit. But at the same time, it seems like you're losing your mind. And it, that's exactly what it is, I think. So I go down to the nail place and I go, can you fix these? And they're obviously they don't even like speak English, but they were like they, they said yes in a way that made me feel like they said no. But they 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 fixed it up. And then I was thinking, well, if it's painted because I used to just paint one nail and that nail always grew because I never was biting it because I didn't want nail polish in my mouth. Right. So I said, hey, can you? Can you paint my nails now? I did the black and blue because I'm gay. So that's 
you know, so I'm not, I'm not going to fully, you know, but the whole time I am getting my nails done saying to the woman, I'm going, you think this will help my, me not biting my nails. This is why I'm doing this. You know, I'm like, I'm like trying to prove to her like some other re I'm trying to like look cool to her, even though she right. knows what the deal is. And so, uh, so many more questions. So is it working? <laughs> Are you not biting your nails right now? Because of I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, uh, bit my nails in 11 hours. I'd say since I did it, I haven't bit, bit my nails. Oh, so this is fresh. Like you just got that done. Yeah, I did it yesterday. Interesting. So, yeah. And as for the hair, I don't know. I, I just, I used to think like, as I used to do this in high school and I used to think like when I did it in high school, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm a fan of Eminem. I'm a fan of punk rock music. They do this all the time and that stuff. But when I did it this week, it feels like because I haven't really felt in control of myself, you know, like I haven't felt in control of my surroundings or my life. And I think I did this to feel some sort of control that I can do something. If that makes any sense, maybe I'm just trying to reason with being a douchebag, but. No, I think it makes sense. I mean, if that's what you're feeling, that's what you're feeling. So it doesn't it wouldn't make sense for me to say that doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess it makes sense to you. That is something you control your hair color and your yeah. nail color. And yeah. one thing you can't control is how gay you are. And that's yeah. really on full display here. Um, yeah. No, that's problematic. I, I take that back. And it's also, by the way, problematic saying that the nail people don't speak English. That's that's a little fucked up that you said that. They didn't. I'm, that's uh, what's the. At what point is it problematic or are we just creating the world? At what point are we like, you got to know what this world was for me? I'm not going to go. They, I didn't go into the nail salon and they were like, well, howdy, sir. Come well, on down doing square dances and stuff. You know, I'm, I'm terribly offended that you didn't realize I was obviously kidding. I, mean, I know you're no. kidding. I'm just oh, lashing okay. out. Oh, I'm you're yes lashing. ending also. I see. I can't. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of yes ending it, but I'm also lashing out, you know. Yeah, we're so deep into this bit. I don't know who's serious and who's not. Um, well, sometimes when someone's doing a bit and I try to like play some sort of straight man or some sort of reactionary thing to it, they they go, I'm kidding. And I go, no, no, I know. I'm just kind of like playing along with you. Yeah, I've had that same experience. I've had that since I was a kid. And I remember being like, it still like triggers me with my family. Like I would play along and they'd be like, no, you weren't. You're stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, no, of course I know that. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, I still feel that feeling now. That's how I feel on like social media and, and watching the news unfold is that I'm like, has everyone gone fucking mad? Yeah. And it's the same feeling from when you're a kid and like someone's like, yeah, boy, uh, I can't even think of an example of like football is a crazy game and they're like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i'm like no i know i'm being silly and they're like no you're not you're you're fucking you're an idiot and i'm like what of course i'm being dude it's that it, no that was a great example because it led to me saying this example it's like that feeling when you when you're saying well you're just saying a sentence and you say the word the way you, you know you go like i'll i'll even do your thing you're like oh i love i love football and they're like did you just say fat ball? And I'm like, no, no, I know what I said because I said it and I heard it. And I know I've been saying football. And they're like, no, dude, you just said fat ball. And, and you're like, no, I didn't. I don't. And but you don't know what they heard. You want to be like, did you hear it wrong? It can't possibly be me. You know? Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was I was I, I got truth be told. <laughs> Your okay. thing initiated another thought in my mind that was like making me angry. And I got so angry that I 
didn't react to your thing. But <laughs> I was thinking okay. when I was in high school, I was doing like radio announcements and I was talking about the Patriots and I said Foxborough Stadium. And then the teacher was like, you said Foxborough. And I was like, no, I said Foxborough. They sound similar. And he was like mad. And I was like, here's how I can tell you. I didn't say Foxborough. I don't even think that's funny. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a, a good joke to say Foxborough instead of Foxborough. So I'm like, I, it's not even a bit to just like to slip in. Fuck is not even funny to me. What if he thought maybe you him confronting you and you denying it? Maybe maybe that's what he thought you thought was funny. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he thought that I thought that's what you thought Ugh, I was thinking. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I yeah. hate this sentence. These sentences. Yeah. Too much this, of that word. Thought. This podcast just hit the skids. We really hit a wall, but you know what they say when you hit a wall? Why don't you take a second and lean? I've never <laughs> heard that. Boy, you're doing a lot of reading. You're like hitting the self-help shit. I can feel I'm it. I'm really trying to better myself. Um, you know, I, I, I'm 39 days into not drinking. I feel completely just better. I have no urge to go back every once in a while, a little bit like New Year's was kind of tough. And yesterday was 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 tough for a second because I got put into this group chat with these two people that normally you would go like, yo, what are you doing this weekend? Let's get fucking hammered. Right. Um, and then I just had to be like, let's get dinner. How are you guys? You know, Um so that feeling of tr tr wanting to drink came back up a little bit. But again, I just I kind of look at my sober counter and I go like, you're doing great. You know, you're, you're just keep you're, you're bettering yourself. I did start smoking cigarettes a little bit, but not that much. I know. I know. I know. It's so bad. But like, I, I just can't get addicted to cigarettes. Like I, I've been smoking. This is so funny to say after I can't get it, but I have been smoking since I was like 14, but I'll buy a pack. And then like, I'm like, I don't even want this anymore. I'll give it away or something like, and it's still that. It's so fascinating to me because there's people like that. Nick DiPaolo, who I talked about earlier was always like that. He would just bum a cigarette like once a weekend or something, like every once in a while. And my friend Jason Canner's like that. He'll smoke a cigarette when he has to shit because nicotine helps you shit. So he'll be like, I think I'll have a cigarette. I want to shit. And so it's so fascinating to me because I understand cigarettes are the most addictive thing and, and all this shit. And it's worse than heroin and alcohol, and blah, blah, blah. And then there are people that just like have an occasional cigarette. Like we were in France and uh, Paris, Sarah and I, I was like, let's have some cigarettes because that's what you do in France. Yeah. And it was delightful. So it is interesting that I guess if you're like mindful about it, you can not. Well, you know, yeah, that's that's exactly it. You have to be kind of mindful about the addiction, I guess, where, you know, the other day I, I go, you know, we all go for walks and everything. So I have I was going for a walk and normally I would grab the pack of cigarettes and be like, I'll smoke a cigarette while I'm walking. And I just I looked at it and I just went, don't grab the cigarettes. Just go for the walk. You don't need the cigarette go for the walk. And I just did. And then three days went by where I didn't have a cigarette. And then today I was like, oh, yeah, I looked at the pack and I went, oh, yeah, I still have cigarettes. So I, I smoked like the last two today. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I, I'm like that with with food and sad. I mean, I'm an addict. So like anything pleasurable, I can't not do it. Cookies like so, every once in a while, someone will send me chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, nah, I eat all those. Like I, I just I'm going to eat them. There's no question yeah, about dude. it. I 
I feel like it was fucking soup. I bought a bunch of cans of like chicken noodle soup, Campbell's soup. And I had four like in a row. Like in a day? In a row, like in like 15 minutes. I mean, they're little cans. They're like oh. some regular little, I don't know, the fucking they're they're small. Oh, okay. but it's a bowl. It's a bowl of soup. And I just kept eating bowls of soup and like cracking them <laughs> like beer. I was like, <laughs> and like you peel it back and you're like, yeah. And I fucking That's screw them across. Yeah, but it was like insane. I'm like, oh, I'm just drinking right now. Because I, I haven't drank in, in eight plus years or whatever. And I still do things that I'm like, this is drinking right now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm drinking, you know, bottles of water or green tea. I just keep going back and getting more green tea or a chocolate chip cookie every day. I'm like, that's- wow, that's so interesting. But like, don't you don't I mean, you got to look at it like, OK, I'm having a cookie. I'm not losing my mind and shitting in a woman's shoe. I'm having a cookie. You know, it's I. that's how I'm looking at it. Like the reason I, I stopped drinking was I was having too many personal rock bottoms in a row it was it was getting brutal dude like even like nothing that's like crazy but even when you invited me to the park and i couldn't go because i was too hungover and i overslept that's like a you know because i really cherish relationships and i really cherish like friendships and stuff and you know uh not being able to go and and spend the time on this earth that I have with people that I love because I'm hammered or I'm too drunk or I overslept or something. It's like, that's a real personal rock bottom for me. So that was, that was one of the things that made me want to stop drinking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, I appreciate that. It was a great hang too. We had a nice time. Oh yeah. Cause you texted, we were already, already out at lunch. We all went to uh, shake shack. It was great. And that's when I woke up. <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. Um, yeah. No, that was a fun day. That was the last time. That was the last day of indoor dining in New York. And we had like seven of us in the basement at Shake Shack. I want to really just hammer this home. I would have loved that. It was a great group. And um, Louis C.K. was there. Who I just assume <laughs> is your fucking idol. And um, no, we all was, gave each other blowjobs. Yeah, he, he just gave each of us $2,000. It was so weird, just randomly in cash. He told us how proud of of. Uh, him we are or whatever you know what i'm trying to say yeah bad sentence but um <laughs> no that was a fun day but i had the same thing like you start to uh I two two comments that you brought up one is so let me just remember this one but one is like i do lose sight because it's been so long since i drank it is easy to lose sight of the fact that like oh by the end of the day i'm like that was an accomplishment i didn't drink like early on in sobriety you're, you've been sober for 39 days you're like, I went another day without drinking, but it's hard to do that when you're in your ninth year. Yeah. So I do have to actually remind myself that I'm like, all right, I had a chicken parm sandwich and a cigar, or I had two chocolate chip cookies. But like you said, I didn't drink fucking 48 drinks. I responded to everybody that I needed to talk to today. I recorded Mm -hmm. my podcast. And that's what becomes great in sobriety is that like any accomplishment is good. You're like, I just did what I had to do today. I fucking woke up. I brushed my teeth. I wouldn't brush my teeth when I was drinking. I'm like, ah, I'm too drunk. Yeah. And I'd wake up with just like a layer of fucking Captain and Coke sugar. And now all my teeth are fucking rotting out. Dude, it's um, fucking really bad, man. Like I left my phone in an Uber and we were supposed to film that day. And the guy actually like I was so drunk. I I, I was I got home at six o'clock in the morning, left my phone in the Uber, woke up. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I luckily I have an iPad. And I I FaceTimed the guy and he picked up I FaceTimed myself. He picked up my phone and 
I was like, hey, man, can you please bring my phone back? And he's like, I'll be there in two hours. And I go, all right. So I go, okay, that gives me there's no way I can't sleep right now. I have to go to sleep. I'm fucking done. And I overslept. I wake up. uh, I wake up like so, so many hours later. We're supposed to film. I call him back. He goes, what happened, man? Where were you? I was like, ah, oh, please come back. Please come back. He comes back. I get my phone. I snatch it out of his hand and I give him 40 bucks. That's 40 bucks plus the Uber. So now I'm spending $70 on this Uber, which is money I don't have. And he he wanted 100 he was he was he was asking me for a hundred dollars and we got into this big argument, just a conflict now that I have to be in. And I, I just told him, I went, hey, I have my phone, so you're not getting any more money. <laughs> so wow. bye bye. So that was another thing. I had a I had a girl tell me that she couldn't didn't want to be with me because I was a drunk. It was all it was all of this, this stuff that I just needed to fucking get past. Wow. Well, that's great. I mean, 39 days is is great. And um. The first 90 day when I got sober, my wife, then girlfriend was like, who was sober a few years already. She was like, the first 90 days, don't worry about anything except not drinking. So really live it up. Get fat, eat shit, dye your hair a stupid color fat. if you want. Yeah, I can't, I can't get any more fat. <laughs> well, but you can at least you can eat whatever you want to eat. Don't beat yourself up for not eating, uh, for eating a pizza or whatever. Because like you said a moment ago, it's better than drinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 rough. So now I'm I'm really just trying to strip myself of all ego and and really just try to, like, figure out who I am as a person, you know, which is so, so hard. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's tricky. Are you getting help for that? I I see Alan. I go to I talk to Alan. Yeah. Well, Alan's something but real help. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm talking to Alan this week. I miss Alan. What is What does Alan say about all this? He's he's proud. You know, it feels like I'm he he feels like a like, you know, there's some there's so many people in our lives that we look at as fathers, you know, but they're all different kinds of Alan to me is like the like a dad that I'm, I would actually look to another person to be my father because he was my dad. <laughs> right, that right. makes any sense. He's like, I mean, he, he's telling me he's proud of me and, and everything. I want to get him to tell me he loves me, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. What? He's never said I love you? I don't mean to make you feel bad, but really? He said he loved you to you? All the time. He ends every call with that. He's like, I what? love you. No, oh, you're yeah. fucking with me. He says I love you to you? I swear to God. I mean, I don't want to cause any problems here. No, but we're yeah. not going to. I'm not going to break up with him, but. Let me say, let me ask you this. Have you said I love you to him? No. I think if you, I'll just say this. He did initiate the I love yous in our relationship. But um, if well, you initiate, he might, you might get one back. I don't know. Yeah. I have been going to him for about two, three years. So I feel like I love you is kind of, you know, I feel like a girlfriend now. <laughs> uh, I'm coming up on four years. My first I love you probably was only, I think my first I love you was during pandemic. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You well, got a year or so. Yeah. I mean, I do feel more comfortable with him now. You know, I feel like we we do like each other. I, I've always liked him, but I never felt like he liked me. You know, I always no. felt like he was always rolling his eyes at my problems. But I now mean, I feel like he's he did say he was proud of me. He said, I'm proud of you. Proud of you is in some ways better than love. 
because proud is it. like is like active you know you, you it's a feeling where love is like ah, i love you that just means like i'll be upset if you die but proud is like i'm impressed i think yeah he he did say that i said i made a joke as we were leaving i said oh maybe i'll kill myself you know blah 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 just a joke then he goes don't kill yourself i'll be very upset and i was like all right <laughs> that's a start baby that's that pretty is good a start. yeah yeah um, no, that's great. Now, do you talk to your therapist? Alan is our therapist, by the way, if no one's picking this up. Um, Alan is my dad. Uh, uh, what, what, what's your name? Brendan. My name is Brendan. <laughs> so <laughs> nice said, to meet you. <laughs> full disclosure. I, I almost said Greg because I had just shot a video with Greg Stone yesterday. And then we were uh -huh. on the phone like a moment before this, okay. um, which we had I to start late. So, yeah. Um, I guess what it is is I just wish I was talking to Greg Stone. <laughs> Me too. I wish um, I was talking. I wish you were talking to Greg and I was just listening. Okay. So, Alan, there is an episode with Greg Stone, Mindful Mental Jacket. Everybody subscribe. Check it out. Um, do you talk to Alan on the phone or do you guys like FaceTime or something? We, we, we FaceTime. We do it on Skype. See, this is like crazy. Him and I talk on the phone and I, I'd like to be FaceTiming. I don't know what this is. So Ask him to FaceTime. What are you, what are you talking about? He, he said to me um, when he was coming back from, uh, he goes, he goes, uh, I do you want to talk on the phone. He's like, I, when he was in Vermont or something, he was like, I don't have any Wi-Fi right now. So do you want to talk on the phone? And I went, if we're on the phone, I won't be paying attention. I will just be I'll be like walking around. I'll be picking receipts up and, and making little origami birds and throwing them. Making, you know, I, I, I just I won't be paying attention. So I said, well, I'll wait until you're back and we'll do it on FaceTime. And now that's what we do. Wow. Yeah, I got to change. I got to change this up because I'm just like you. I'm on the phone and I find the phone so distracting. This is what I like about Zoom. Like, I hope Zoom continues post pandemic because it is nice because you're kind of sitting. You have to be stable and we're sitting here talking to each other. Yeah. And yeah. I desperately want to do anything but this, but I feel like you can see me. So <laughs> we got to focus on. Yeah, you have to be smiling and, and laughing at my jokes. So you don't have to be laughing, but I will be incredibly offended if you're if you're not completely present. Yeah, we have to so. nod along. But on the phone, it is it is hard because like you're you, you walk around, you look at shit and. Uh, it's just hard because I'll be, even in my own house, I'm noticing, I'm like, oh, there's some dust over there or, oh, that book I haven't looked at in a while. It is distracting. Yeah. And, um, I've never, I haven't cried in therapy yet, but if I, if I do on zoom, you can just like, you can just go like this, just cry a little bit and then come back and be like, sorry, I just had to do something over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I miss about therapy. I mean, I'm starting to feel, I don't know about you. I mean, we did, you were on the show pre pandemic you, or was yeah. it during the pandemic? You came no, to my house. It was pre it was pre it was right before because I had just broke up with my girlfriend uh, like two weeks beforehand. So I was I've I have done this podcast. So this is the second time in very fragile states, which is what I enjoy. I, I think I'm at my best when I'm incredibly, you know, just like stripped down and, and fragile. So I don't know where that didn't answer your question at all, but um, or you didn't even have a question. That didn't no, answer it didn't. what you said. I'm just no. very into talking about myself. <laughs> there was a question. I was wondering, I'm like, was it during pandemic? And it was, it was before pandemic. We did it in my, my newly received basement. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, you had just been through a breakup. But no, I think everybody's at their best in a weird way when they're like raw like that. I remember when I got um, uh, like the norovirus. 
which is just like puking and shitting crazy, like the sickest I've ever been in my life. And Sarah and I were out in Long Island and I was like so emotional because I had just been throwing. I feel like I was dying. Like literally, I was like, I think I might be dying. This is crazy. Like yeah. I would go into the shower and just throw up and diarrhea at the same exact time. Like just that's got to feel kind of good, though. Does it, it feel kind of good? It was bad. Like, here's the worst part about it. And I don't want to gross everybody out. The worst part was I would feel like I was going to be sick and it would take 10 full minutes before I started vomiting. Like between the time I like go into the bathroom to be over the toilet. And then the time I finally started was like, I just felt like, Uh, like for like literally 10 minutes, it was horrible, horrible. And I was just so emotional, but I would have like, I was throwing up in 20 minute intervals and in the between we were watching TV and home alone was on first. It was home alone because it was Thanksgiving time. And then it was Rocky and both movies, which are two of my favorite movies made me like sob. And I still remember that the scene with the old man and he's like, how you feel about your family is a complicated thing. And I was like, oh, he's just like screaming. But I had been like so weak. It was like it stripped down all these layers. Yes. Because I was yes. sick that when I heard it and then same with Rocky, when he's like, I just want everyone to know I'm not just another bun from the neighborhood. There are lines from movies that made me emotional. Oh, and God, anyway. hit. I have never seen Rocky and just you saying that line is that hits me in such a um, a hard place. Like it really hits my heart. Oh, you should watch Rocky. It's like, it's unbelievable. First of all, it's like, what are you doing? I know. I know. <laughs> my own personal Rocky is eight mile. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's a good movie, too, I guess. But um, <laughs> but no, fuck. Rocky, I mean, the first Rocky is like a is a beautiful like character study of a guy who feels like a loser and is a loser and just has this one opportunity, like he said. And then that's like the essence of the movie. He's sitting there talking to his girlfriend and he's like, I just need to prove to everyone that I'm not just another bum. And uh, spoiler alert, he cry. He if you say that one more time, I might cry. <laughs> well, it's... wait till you see Rocky say it. I mean, it builds up to something. <laughs> wait, wait till you see this Rocky guy say it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really something. And they, they do a lot of time establishing that him and his girlfriend and his friend are all fucking losers. And it's not even like mistakable. They are. They're fucking losers. So it's um, it's a beautiful film. But anyways, you should get really sick to your stomach and watch it then because it'll it'll hit that much harder. I've been trying. I'm eating Burger King like crazy, dude. It's it's insane. There's a there's a 24 hour Burger King right by me. So I'm I'm always wharfing that down. Wait, so you are eating whatever you want then? Yeah. I mean, I've lost uh, I've lost, I guess, 12 pounds already just actively trying to lose weight. I've lost 12 pounds. I did lose 18 and then I started putting the you know, I started eating uh, Burger King and stuff and just kind of losing sight of wanting to lose weight and uh, kind of gained some pounds back. But I am less heavy than I was a couple of months ago. That's good. I mean, do you think a lot of it's the not drinking or you're actively dieting, but now you're coming off with the Burger King? Uh, it's the latter. I'm actively dieting, but now the Burger King is kind of, it's just so easy and cheap, you know? Right. So that's what I was saying earlier with like, if you're quitting drinking in your 39 days and you're in your first 90 days, I wouldn't worry too much about dieting because it just gives you something to don't get me wrong. You need to diet, but (laughs) (laughs) no, but like it it just gives you something more to worry about and disappoint yourself. And that could lead you to drinking because 
Staying mm-hmm. sober is the most important thing. That's why they say in, in recovery, like the first 90 days, just focus on being sober for three months. Because if you're like, you know, it just takes one time of like, I wanted to eat a salad, but I got a double cheeseburger. I'm a piece of shit. I might as well drink because I had a double cheeseburger, which is what I do with food. You know, I have reflux and all this shit and I want to just be healthy. Mm-hmm. So for me, once I, if I go to my parents' house or whatever, they make cinnamon rolls and I'm like, all right, well, I ate three cinnamon rolls. And then for lunch, I'm like, I might as well get a pizza because I already had cinnamon rolls. And then in the nighttime, I'm like, well, let's just get Wendy's. I already had pizza and cinnamon <sighs> rolls. And that's how it's like that slippery slope. Wendy's is the best, dude. It really is. It's so good. I, everything you just said is like, I, I also get that, but I do have this thing in my head that if I had three cinnamon rolls, there will be the guilt in my uh, self, my brain that's just like, dude, you had three cinnamon rolls. You can't have a pizza. You can't have the Wendy. I might, I might have the Wendy's, but I wouldn't have the pizza. You know, if that makes any sense, I'd be like, don't have the pizza. And then hours would go by and I would go, wow, you know, I haven't I had that cinnamon roll at on at noon. So and it's been eight hours. I can get Wendy's. That's how I look at it. Yeah. See, that's that for me is like that's why it's so tricky with sobriety. That's why we can't have a drink, because once I have one, I'm like, well, I might as well have two. And I might as well have. 500 of them. Yeah. So that's where it gets. So um, you have to stop altogether. And I feel that way with um, with food, too, with like my reflux. I just started decided to be like, well, I'll just suffer a little bit. But that's why for me, diet is so difficult, because even if you suffer like the worst case scenario, it's like you're you're heavier than you want to be or um, you feel like shit. But nothing really horrible is happening. It could be doing damage down the road. We're drinking. You drink that night. I'm like, I texted my ex-girlfriend. I yeah. fucking called my friend a piece of shit. I crashed my car. I shit all over a girl's house or, or whatever it is. It's it's too risky, man. It's like uh, I'm, I've just it, I just looked at it like it's all going downhill. And even the fun times aren't really that fun i feel like i've i just it's like uh it's like in a movie where the 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 beginning is the guy getting hammered and it's a big party and everything's fun and then later on in the movie he's at the same party goes to the same place and his drinking is just looking around going like i've done this before this is that's how i felt i'm like i've been here before this is i'm not having fun like i'm just in purgatory right now i i need to become a better person i need to change change this because i'm i'm also riddled with anxiety not drinking now put now put poisoning myself on top of that and it's just was bad yeah that's exactly how i feel is like i'm i'm subject to depression and anxiety as is so adding a depressant which alcohol is and then you start making such horrible decisions that are just going to contribute to your anxiety where like again i i wake up and i'm like what did I, I drove home. That's insane. Am I going to get arrested? Did I kill somebody or, you know, I mean, somebody think it just gives you so much more anxiety because for me, it was like, what did I say? I was talking to so-and-so and and I don't even remember what I was saying. And all also for me, anyways, it was like career shit where I was like, I haven't written a joke. I know I'm better than this. I haven't fucking made a tape. I haven't written anything. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's also like, you know, like uh, you, you're you have to account for one and a half days when you're getting hammered. You go, OK, well, from eight to four a.m., I'm going to be just 
a fucking blob of a person who has no idea what he's saying or doing. And I'm going to be hammered. And then the next day I have to account for being hung over all day tomorrow. So it's just like, you know, just losing time. And then like, I'm always depressed and I'm always anxious and I just don't want to be hung over or drunk at that time. When you're drinking, that stuff does go away, but it comes back with like this harsh vengeance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it comes back like tenfold. Yeah, that and that's the loop you get in is that the only way to cure a hangover or or quell the anxiety is to drink and then the drink and that makes it more anxiety and um and more self-loathing. I mean, that's I is something I obviously still struggle with, but not drinking really turns down the volume on the self-loathing. That's how I felt. I would drink and be like, you're a piece of shit. And I was manic, essentially. I was always the guy, who, obviously, we never drank together. Uh, but I was always like, this is the fucking best night ever. I fucking yeah. love you guys. Like, this is crazy. Like, think about how amazing this is. And then 20 minutes later, I'd be like, you guys hate me. We're all going to die. Think about eternity, man. That's how long yeah. we're going to be fucking dead for. And I, I would turn on people all the time and be like, fuck you. You fucking suck. You hate. And then <laughs> there was nights where like I would do like three hours of just being really mean to somebody uh, because I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you don't see that they're not laughing at it or like maybe they're laughing to appease you just because they just in for social awareness. They're like, ah, good one, Joe. Yeah, totally. I am a fucking dildo huh right <laughs> and no, then that... you double down you're like yeah and you're fat and ugly <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah no that happened um all the time so i say uh good for you and i i think you should get some some more help some some group help i think that would be good well i i have been people. like you know i've been thinking about it but i'm taking it very incredibly slow you know it's i feel very it's all very fragile right now it's all very like uh i kind of have to but but I will say this, the thought of going into like, you know, a group kind of thing was scary at first. But now I'm like, I think I can do it. I just uh, don't want to. Right. I'm like, maybe it's not that I don't want to, but I'm just like, just handle this right now. And then because that is still very hard, but it was incredibly anxious for me to do. Now it's it's lowering. The bar is lowering of like. I think I can do this. It was it was going from I'll never do that to I think I can. So, yeah, maybe that's eventually. Great. And I got news for you. You can't on your own. Uh, it's just not going to work. <laughs> um, like a, a whole shitload of people have already tried it and lived it. And yeah. the answer is you can't. And, it, and it's ugly on the other side, because what happens is when you're and I don't want to get too in depth here, but when you're if you're a fucking problematic drinker and then you stop, your the alcoholism is progressing with you. You don't when you, if you start again, it's not like you're starting over and you're like, now I start the way I did yeah. when I first drank when I was 15 or whatever. You yeah. just drink the way as if, if you had continued. So all the feelings you're talking about are just waiting for you. Oh, um, yeah. And, and, and getting uh, help in, in a group is just it's just the best, which is not just the nature of sobriety, but anything. That's why. They have um, people that are veterans get together with group therapy. There's family therapy. People that have been molested have uh, group therapy. It's just so nice. It's the same with hanging with comics in the back of a, a room, in green room. Yeah. 
Um, so whatever everyone's dealing with, if, if you're, you know, a child of incest or molestation, go to a fucking group or people with can cancer survivors, people whose parents have been murdered, whatever. There's there's groups for people that are in love with 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 drug addicts like they're, they don't even have a problem. Their problem is that they're in love with drug addict. Like like, isn't that a group where? Yeah, Al-Anon is a is that what that is? That's what Al-Anon is. Yes. Well, that's what for alcoholics. Oh. That's for people who's um, yeah, are, are in families of alcoholics. Wow. They got groups or everything, man. You know, it really just comes down to not talking and just listening. Right. <laughs> um, well, listening is big. I mean, talking helps as well, because when you talk, somebody else is listening. So yeah. uh, and, and you got to yeah, you got to get what's on your tits off your off your tits. But um, it's so strange that, like, I feel the answer for everything is in silence, but there's all, the answer for everything is also in speaking to people and talking to people. So it's like this weird thing that's constantly like, uh, you know, butting heads in my opinion, in my head or my brain. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, if we just stop talking and we're just silent and we just listen, we can really think of the answers for the world and how to how to fix things. But we also need to talk to people and we need to tell people how we feel. Yeah, you're going to have to communicate those things you thought of while you're in silence. But well, there is something I mean, that's like uh, the Pete Seeger song, or I guess it's from the Bible also. I don't know. I think he was ripping off the Bible, but there's a time <laughs> to love and a time for war and a time for silence and a time for, you know, anal, whatever it oh, is. Wow, the, is that the third testament? I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know much about the uh, Bible cause I'm not a nerd, but, um, it's <laughs> yeah, a, to your face, but, uh, what the fuck <laughs> is this? I thought we were, I thought we were trying to be nice and helpful. I'm so sorry, but that was, uh, that was really funny. Just watching, just watching that happen to you was your hair is painted yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you have like I know, purple fingernails. I know, I know, I know. I know I have I've I got a lot of issues, but, you know, I'm still I'm still going to zip and zap, you know? No, I hear you. But no. So s silence is obviously great. I, <laughs> meditation is something I do every morning and, and at night. And and I know you like silence when you perform. I know that's important <laughs> for you. Oh, God. Here comes all the all the, <laughs> all the face. Revenge. No, I, but I just I have noticed <laughs> that you prefer like a room full of silence when you're doing your act. And, I, and that's yeah. cool. You know? I like that. I like when I like when people to take it in instead of laughing. Um, that's what the whole album is. It's just me saying a premise and then getting nothing. Oh, yeah. Let's let's good. Good work sneaking that in, because I do want to yeah. plug this in, because the reason Brendan is on a second time. I would normally never have him on for a second time. <laughs> I, I was surprised you had me on for a first time. Yeah, that time was a mistake. And this time I felt bad. But um, <laughs> I thought you were somebody else. I thought it was Brendan Walsh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, ha so I have an album that should be out. If you're releasing this after, it should be out right now. I'm releasing this Thursday. Okay, well, then tomorrow my album not now more than ever will be out on uh, everywhere it's Wait. on spotify it's on itunes probably tomorrow on friday if you're listening to this on thursday if so, you're listening to this after thursday get my album yeah so i thought yeah it comes out the 22nd then 
yeah, it comes out the twenty second. Oh, did I give you the wrong date? Yeah, the 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 label told me the twenty first, and then I had already sent out all of my uh, can I do your thing little you know those yeah. rounds, so it comes out the twenty second. Uh, it's called Not Now More Than Ever. I did it on a roof in September, so there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, jokes about the pandemic and stuff. Great, that's what people want to hear. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, are we recording? Was this? Are you? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm we're trying to. We're trying to sell something here, or? Yeah, I'm joking. I'm uh, the joke. I know. Is that I know. I know. I like, I'm yes ending. The uh, joke I'm, is that you put that in there. That's how you sell it. You're you're giving me shit. You're like, are you trying to sell this or what? I'm like, you're like, ah, yeah, it's just a bunch of pandemic jokes no it's um, other jokes it's 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 wait you really want me to sell it it's what i've been working towards my entire career uh 10 years has all accumulated to this moment blah 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 it's it is it's a big moment because i album i like albums better than specials like me too someone's first album like um like you listen to like you know burr's album you can hear the receipts coming out and uh and and all that like you can hear glasses clinking and you could we did it outside so you hear like below sometimes no you know i like that i think that's fucking punk rock i think that's cool no i agree i'm i'm album over special and i've always said that because an album at least you can listen to with your your earbuds or airbuds where the fuck they're called airbud great movie Mm -hmm. um you can put them in and close your eyes and you're part of the audience you're there whereas especially it's like you're watching an audience watch you're sitting by yourself you're not like part of the yeah and like every time they change camera angles it takes me out of it so it's like you know a good a good special leaves leaves you on the face or whatever you know um it leaves the camera there for a little bit longer just because there is that I think that a lot of people feel the the camera changes and you're like oh well yeah I forgot that I'm in my room watching this and not at this comedy club but as an album you could just close your eyes and you just feel like you're in at your table with all these other people listening to this guy yeah so uh, that's exactly what I said um so oh, really <laughs> great great I'm t- we got to come back together here. I mean, this is too much. <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> people are going to be mad. People think we're not friends. People are going to say, "Hey, these guys are assholes." But um, no. so first of all, it sounds like you're in the rocky position. This is like the night before the fight. You're trying to prove you're not a bum from the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, I, I, it's I can prove myself. You know, that's the anxiety. I mean, this whole week I've been just feelings all over the place emotionally it's all good stuff you know i'm getting nothing but positive feedback from it and the negative feedback if any i just ignore because we're so used to that that it's like okay whatever and but i've just been like i don't know i don't feel in control i feel this numbness but also this ang i woke up today angry i woke up i i've been sad yesterday i felt melancholy the day before which is like a type of sadness and uh, I just haven't felt happy this week. I haven't felt content, you know? Right. Yeah, well, f- maybe if you talk to a group of like-minded people, that might help. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and one of the things we talk about is, like, uh, so often uh, you wake up with fear, ego, and resentment. Those are, like, the three things that sort of rule our lives so often. Is that, yeah. And that's how I wake up. With I'm afraid that everybody hates me or that we're all going to die. 
I have my my ego is like I got to put something out because if not, I'm a piece of shit. And then I have resentment to, I mean, so many things, uh, more things than than people now at this point, I guess things. But I, I don't want to get into that. But and it's hard. You have to sort of like counteract those things. And a lot of times it's just about being with those feelings and not mm. trying to change them. And I felt that way this morning. I was walking around and I was feeling really sad and I got some family shit going on. And there is also, it's traumatic what we're going through. Like the idea of like, you know, we haven't had big groups together, which is what we are as a species is fucking, you know, and you're a music guy. Like we go to concerts, we do comedy shows with a hundred, 200 people in them at, in the room and all that shit and sporting events. I go to sporting events all the time. So it does get weird. You're not seeing people smiling. You're seeing less people. And I'm not going to sporting events. When I do watch sports, there's nobody in the crowd. There's no concerts. And there's also this like tons of fucking death around us. We're hitting 400,000 deaths. Yeah. Which is, it's traumatic. So it's important to remind yourself or ourselves that like we should be feeling fucking sad. It would be weird if we weren't feeling sadness and anger at, at what's going on. I mean, and everything moves so fast. Like a week ago, we had basically an act of civil war in our country. Like you're yeah. like, that's fucking traumatic. That's insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no matter what side you're on politically regularly, I mean, you can't be on, if you're on that side, you're a fucking dipshit. I'm sorry. I know I, I don't want to alienate people, but if you're like, yeah, we should be breaking into the Capitol, just fuck off, fuck your parents, you know, whatever. But maybe I'm part of the problem for saying that, but it is traumatic to watch the news and see thousands of people like kicking in the door of uh, like a government building and being like, what's going on? And people beating a cop with a flag. Yeah, dude. It's and it's just the, the constant surrounding of violence and everything like even, you know, uh, when when that woman was killed there, you know, there was still like, you know, there were some people, you know, I some people on Twitter or whatever being like, yeah, you know, like finally someone on the other side gets killed or or whatever. But I still felt that sadness of like. When someone who I agree with gets murdered, it's still a human losing their life. You know, there's still that that sadness of like she didn't know that she was going to get shot and killed that day. I mean, she should have. <laughs> if you're storming the Capitol, you should know bullets will be flying. But still, she's just a person with these emotions and everything that just is now dead. And that's what's really sad about that whole thing. Yeah, there's and there's and there's death all day like that we're like numb to like 4,000 people a day are dying. And then there's all the regular people that are dying. And so then it becomes sad. Also, it becomes traumatic that sort of everyone we know and love is like struggling to some degree, uh, whether it be financially, yeah. emotionally. I mean, think about how traumatic it is to be like everyone I know and love is having a difficult time right now. Uh, obviously some are doing better than others. And I I'm fortunate. My family like are all, have uh, what it's deemed essential jobs. So no one in my family's lost their jobs. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are miserable for other reasons, but, um, and I'm also lucky in that because they're essential workers, most of my family, they're getting the vaccine, which is nice. And I do think there is like hope to be had. There was an article yesterday in the times that said the vaccine is like crazy effective and they're like downplaying it and all this stuff. Yeah. So I do think there's um, hope, but my, my whole point is, 
that everybody it's important to to just feel those feelings and know that they're natural like we we tend to or i tend to anyways i shouldn't speak for everybody I tend to beat myself up when I'm feeling sad. I'm like, I should be fucking happy. I'm a comedian. I'm healthy. I'm young. You know, I got a decent penis, but <laughs> I beat myself up. I'm like, you're fucking sad. I can't believe you're sad. You don't, you don't deserve to be sad. Yeah. Um, but we do. Dude, I do that all the time. I, I, I even get, you know, the, you made a re really good point about like the other people suffering is like that's really affecting me too like i have, I have a friend who's uh she's like a long hauler where she lost her sense of smell and everything and it's like fucking her up she can't get any sleep and that's driving her crazy and the fact that i that i just i can't even you can't even help i can't even help like i i want i want her pain to end so badly that it's making me feel just so terrible you know it's right. making me feel awful because there's nothing I can do I, except for, I don't know, be there for her, I guess, you know, but, you know, I don't know if someone's losing their mind. I, I just feel like, should I leave them alone? Should I should I should I let them or should I be there for it? I don't know what to do. It's and it's driving me crazy. Well, yeah, I guess I guess all you can do is say, what can I do for you um, to the person? Yeah, if anything. But and that's part of it, too, is like. And this is what we talk about in sobriety all the time is like trying to be available for someone else or, or, or step out of our own, um, our own heads and our own problems and try to kind of be of service to somebody. And you're like, what can I do? I could go, I don't know, fucking shovel someone's walkway or carry someone's groceries or, or leave a nice tip for a delivery person. Or um, I don't know. I mean, with, Comedy. I mean, to me, doing an album is service. A lot of people are going to get a nice uh, break from whatever it is because of the album. Go buy the album, everybody. It's called Not Again Something. What is it? Why does everybody have a problem with this? It's it's called Not Now More Than Ever. It's Not Now. Well, I, I just heard about it for the first time four minutes ago. Okay. Well, it's called it's like Now More Than Ever, but Not Now. You know, a little, little I like it. Comedy twist. I think it's great. Not Now More Than Ever is available tomorrow from Brendan Sagalo. Mm. Um, and so that's a nice thing to do. I mean, you, you created something that didn't exist before. It, it's it's filled with laughs and it gives people a nice little break. So I, I consider that service to the community. Well, that that is a, a nice way that I'm going to try and manipulate my head into thinking just so, you know, because doing this, I wasn't like, I can't wait to give back to the people. This was more of a selfish endeavor, but it is you know, I will try to manipulate my my conscious into thinking that I'm doing it for people. I know that it's nice, but I would be lying if I said that's why I did it. But that doesn't matter why you did it. It is what it is. So I'm a believer of no matter what someone's motivation is, if they're doing something nice, they're doing something nice. So and there's one theory, some fucking philosopher had a theory that like every single thing we do is a self-centered um action so like even if you're like i'm gonna donate five thousand dollars to a homeless person or whatever it is or buy a homeless person i'm gonna bring a homeless person into my house shower them up and give them clothes that it's still self-centered because you secretly or subconsciously think i'll feel better after doing this oh yeah what is that called there's a name for that oh um, fuck i don't uh, know i'm not that's gonna kill to me man that is, is gonna kill me there's a there's an actual name for that that theory but um, yeah, I used to talk to talk to my dad about that all the time, about like, do you think that we do good for other people or are we doing it for ourselves? Because when 
even it like the 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 you know the purest form of doing something for someone because it makes them happy it makes us happy to see them happy so are we doing it for them or are we doing it for ourselves right yeah so that's the the debate i guess but my stance is it doesn't matter what the intention is if it's if it's good it's it's good you're still doing good for that person and by doing good for yourself that's doing good for everybody because your yeah disposition and behavior and your feeling affects everybody i mean we truly all are interconnected so i mean we we all know people especially in comedy that people that show up and you're like oh fuck this fucking guy yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then there's the people that show up and you're like, hey, all right, that guy. There's yeah. people, and, and we get a choice in life which kind of person we want to be. Like, uh, that's why I'm always blown away by the people that are like, oh, I'm like a dick. That's my thing. And I'm like, I hate that. I hate that so much. The people whose personality is like, I'm a bitch. And it's like, yeah. well, you could not be that. You know, you can really actively not not be that. Yeah, you're like, what a bummer. And so yeah. it does affect everybody. So so my point is also like, so making yourself feel better is also an act of kindness to everybody else. Assuming the way you make yourself feel better isn't to like, just fucking fuck everyone you can, <laughs> whatever, throw garbage yeah. at homeless people because it's funny, <laughs> which it is. Um, but if you're doing something for somebody else and that makes you feel better, that's helping everybody because the better you feel, it's like put your own oxygen mask on first. We have to take care of ourselves first yes. in order for us to take care of everybody else. But ironically, one of the ways we feel better ourselves is to do stuff for other people. Yeah. And by the way, this podcast is also, I think, helping. I'm sure somebody's getting something out of this. Buddy, I'm going to tell you this. I, f I was feeling today very kind of bad. I, f I felt horrible. I'm, I'm running away from the personal relationships that I have. I, I can actively see myself like cutting people out of my life because of how angry I am today or how upset I've been all week. And just even talking to you, I'm like, I was, I'm like, you know, it's completely reversed it. I'm, I have so many text messages to send after this to be like, how are you? How, how are you doing? I'm sorry. I, I haven't been around. You know, people probably don't even notice, but I have, you know, and I'm not going to be like, I, you probably didn't notice this, but I was cutting you out, <laughs> you know, but so I have to, you know, now I, I just, I feel better. And like, you know, I, I even going back to that, like, was it like, who's that philosopher Kant? Isn't that who that is? Emmanuel Kant? I got an aunt that's a cunt. Um, <laughs> What's Emmanuel, going on in this country? <laughs> um, I don't know who Emmanuel Kant is. But I'm that's, you know, that's like the, I think he said that because the thing about like, oh, are we doing good things for people or are we doing good things for us? Oh, I think okay. he was the one that said, it doesn't matter. If you're doing good things, you're doing good things. And just that feeling of it doesn't matter and to ex accept that, like it's so based in acceptance that it just makes me feel my my heart is warm. That could be the Burger King, but my heart is warm right now. You know, well, I mean, first of all, I can't believe I uh, didn't know who I was stealing that from. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to get one more cunt joke in there. Well, I got to tell you, my head just hurt trying to think of another one. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Um, Conti, I just can't. Coward of the Conti, wrath I tried, of Kant. I tried to think of another one and I can't. I think yeah, you, but you went you you went over that with your own thing. But yeah, Kant is you. just the same that I had. Whatever. Kant. <laughs> um, country was good. I can't believe it's going on in this country. But <laughs> um, 
Anywho, yeah. Now imagine how you'd feel if you every day you spent an hour having a conversation like this with a group of people. I'm sold. I'm that sold. Would be, you sold me. That would be great. Yeah, well, I, I should. And then, uh, you should come by. I got I got plenty of links for you. But that's neither here nor there. Get help, everybody. That's what we're saying. And um, yeah, let's try to fucking be good people, right? Of service. Yes. Good people that are good to ourselves and good to others because it's so much harder to be, you know, it, it, it really is hard to be. It's so easy to be a negative person. Like I catch myself all the time saying, just mumbling to myself going, I hate my life. I say that like on a regular basis to a point where it's like detrimental to my mental health, because I'm saying, I hate myself. I hate my life. And I'm saying that all the time. And it's it started like ironically. It's like when you say like uh, when you're like saying slang ironically and now it's just a part of your vocabulary. That's right. what happened. And now it's ingrained in me to be like, I hate my life. And that's becoming a mantra. And I've I, I had this thought the other day because I've been like free writing on in a journal, which has been helping. And I'm, I just I, I was saying, like, it's so easy to be the negative guy who's saying I hate myself and I hate my life. And th there's more people like that that I can blend into. And maybe that's a part of it where I'm just trying to blend into these negative people. But who am I really? I could really be a positive light in my my own life as well as other people. And that, that's something I can bring to the table, whereas I feel being the negative person isn't bringing anything to the table. And just like being the sad sack when I can be when I can actively try to be a light in the world, you know, which is so much harder. It's so hard to do that. Yeah. And it's like that with everything, everything, our baseline negative, like you said, negative is just easier. It's easier to not work out. It's easier to not reach out. It's easier to eat shit than it is to eat healthy. But uh, it's just a question of do I want to spend my time miserable or I want to spend my time present and trying to be um, helpful to other people. And, and yeah, and, and continuing to say, I hate myself, which I do constantly myself. I have a special name that check it out. Mm -hmm. Nice. Great uh, special. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that stuff, it does have an effect because you're, you're deepening that groove uh, for the needle to fall and get stuck in that. I hate myself loop. And yeah, and you can actually change. There's, there's so many crazy studies, but the brain is like plastic. You can form, reform your brain at any moment with, by um, reestablishing a narrative that like, I'm not a piece of shit. I'm a pretty good person. And when you hear that, I hate myself or I'm a piece of shit, you're like, oh, that's just my thoughts. That's my anxiety. That's my fear. And recognizing yeah. that it's not, which is the basis of, of mindfulness. And go, that's not reality. I mean, feelings are not facts and, and all those those fun um, colloquialisms or whatever it is. But fear is just fear. My thoughts are not reality are things that I started saying to myself all the time. And yeah. it really is um, helpful. So I think we're cured. Hey, I, I sure am. I need one good. I'm going to watch Rocky. I'm going to ball my eyes out when he says that bum line. And then I'm just going to kill myself in a in a in a fit of joy. I'm going to go. I don't even need to be on this plane anymore. Let's go to the next thing. Yeah. And that would be service to everybody. You know? <laughs> yeah. Especially be service to my longevity. I, I mean, or whatever that means. I feel like if I kill myself right before the album comes out, I'm a fucking legend. dude. Oh, yeah. Not longevity. I think you mean. um uh, what's that word? His uh, not 
dynasty, his um, legacy. 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 Oh, yeah. God, how good does that feel? That would be good for your legacy. Yeah, that'd be good for my legacy. If I stay on this planet any longer, I'm just going to tarnish the whole thing. Yeah, you're like Costanza at uh, the Yankees. <laughs> my being in that off, my presence in that office can only hurt me. Um, all right, we got to wrap it up. I think this was fantastic. What's this the album is, again? Not now more than ever. Yes, not now more than ever. It's out tomorrow. Uh, it'll be on Spotify. If you, you can listen to it on Pandora, just make sure you give it a thumbs up and um, whatever. Just support me in every way possible. Please. Yeah, go go get the album. Brendan is absolutely hilarious. I can't wait to listen to it. I really will listen to it too. That and, makes um, me feel so much anxiety. Great. No, that's what I was going for. But and then don't forget to you text me tomorrow, Friday, okay. so I, I can post it and all that good shit. Great. I appreciate this, man. It's always good talking to you. Yeah. And I hope to see you tomorrow at noon in, in, in my meeting. It's going to be fun. I'll be there. Um, all right. I, don't, I hope I just didn't. I don't fully believe you, but I don't fully believe myself either, but I'll try. I'm going to try. I'm gonna you try don't have so to say hard. anything. Just sit there. Don't even turn your camera on. But anyways, this is a conversation for another time. But that was Brendan Sagalo and everybody be kind. And I hope I didn't alienate anybody by saying the people that rushed the Capitol are arch fucking criminals. And uh, I should I should be empathetic. They bit a, they bit a poison apple. Look, and, yeah, um, everybody's got their everybody's going through their own thing. They're all being fed this these lies. And, you know, everybody's just a human at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my apologies if you were triggered. I assumed if you were that you're not still here. So who am I talking to, really? (laughs) Um, All right. This went on too long. Bye, everybody. I love you. Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.